Hey yo, what up? It's your boy Sean Walker, Hood Walker, Curb Stomper, Wall Breaker, Booty Shaker, Goddamn Cyclone, Young Lion from the Hood, and 100% Space Trash representing KOE. That's what it stands for. Y'all best be watching. Eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. Wait, what do you mean there ain't no cameras? It's just a podcast? I ain't gonna be on film? Alright, you know, whatever. Y'all got Google. Y'all can find this anyway. Get listening, y'all. Quacker Adji here for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am in the hood of Lindsay and I am joined by the curb stomper, the wall breaker, booty shaker, young line from the hood, goddamn cyclone, 100% space trash. It's my homeboy, it's Sean Walker. How you doing, Sean? It feels very good to hear that entire thing out loud. Yeah. Like, just, it really, it rolls off the tongue. It's it, wonderful. It, and it, it's wonderful to be back in uh, the hood of Lindsay, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we got to keep on lockdown here in Lindsay. That is true. There is yeah. a business, as I believe it's known, uh, yeah. to be taken care of uh, on a balmy Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we get into the main interview, just a bit of housekeeping. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed, whether that's on iTunes, Spotify, or all good Android podcasting sites. All of them. All of them. Get them subscribed on all of them, as Sean is saying right now. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Suplex Retweet. Mm-hmm. Whilst you're there as well, make sure you follow Sean. He's on Facebook at Sean Walker Wrestler. Yep. And he's also on Twitter at I killed your hero. I did. Santa's dead. Are you sorry about that? Not even slightly. I was well paid. I- I'm glad you said that like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have remorse if they're giving me money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, hold Sean. So... You ready for the interview? Uh, for sure, yes. For sure, I love it. So, we're going to start off with how we start all mm-hmm. our interviews. And it goes back to a show we've done in the past on why we love wrestling. We got a lot of opinions from it and mm-hmm. it was quite interesting. So, I'm interested to know, why do you love wrestling and where does your passion come from? Um, well, I blame Stephen Hughes uh, yeah. entirely. I absolutely blame Stephen Hughes. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of people, started when I was you know young in primary school. This would be like the early 90s. So, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Bret Hart. Yeah. Coco beware of all people you know yeah people were just getting sky tv and wrestling was one of the big things so you've got a bunch of like you know seven eight year old boys of course we were mad into you know yeah. pretending to wrestle people's back gardens and whatnot and then i moved away and kind of moved away from it and then we're in about high school you know the attitude era comes in i think my grand got ntl cable or something mm-hmm. and suddenly there's like raw or heat or something i'm like oh i remember this and I got right back into it. And then you've got the whole attitude era, the invasion, all the rest of it. And then I went to uni and I discovered drinking and women and vaguely that order and kind of <laughs> fell away from it. And then uh, what got me back into it and it led to kind of led to training and becoming a wrestler, I guess, was uh, Rab Florence did a series yeah. called Consylvania, which was a kind of video games thing. And I love video games have since I was about four. So I was a fan of his. And he started doing Orin War and the Kelvin Brawl. And the Kelvin Brawl, obviously, one of the last events that was going to happen in the Kelvin Hall before they were going to turn it into storage or something. So obviously I went to see that. And, you know, a lot of very successful people, Wolfgang was on that show, Lionheart, Noam Dar. So I went to see that as my first ever wrestling show. Mm -hmm. And I went with Stephen Hughes because I was in a band with him at the time and we were starting to get back into it. Nice. And, you know, he said to me, oh, do you want to come to these ICW shows? And I was like... Yeah, so I started going to those as a sort of social thing, and I really enjoyed them. And then Shoesy Blesson said, oh, there's this training school, there's source, I'm going to go to it. And I kind of casually said, ah, if you go, I'll go. Didn't expect him to actually do it. <laughs> but he did. And I thought, well, I've said I would, so I bought my boots, I bought my knee pads, and just from the first session, I was absolutely hooked. It's difficult to put a finger on exactly what it is that mm-hmm. made me think I love doing this, but... From the first session, like for two days, even though my legs hurt like buggery, like I couldn't think of anything else about except the next session, and it just continued on from there and kept going. Met my wife, yeah, <laughs> the lovely Jayla Dark, uh, who's <laughs> hi, hi, honey. <laughs> what you don't see is I'm waving at the recorder as I say that, like she's trapped inside. I'm, I'm sure she'll she yeah. she knows you're noticing her. I'm sure she'll love that. But still, you've got to do the shout out as a man. Yeah. man. It's, it's got to be done. Especially on Valentine's week. It is Valentine's. I trained on Valentine's Day. I'm the worst <laughs> husband ever. <laughs> oh, like, best wrestler, worst husband. But uh, it just went on from there. And just part of it's like a performing element. You know, I've done drama classes in the past. I've done YouTube things. So I've got a knack for performing and speaking. Uh, I've done martial arts for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So there's a physical element that I enjoy. 
part of me just likes falling over. Sometimes I like doing brutal face falling fighting. Falling over with purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like being an absolute clown and making people laugh. It's just that I don't want to be pretentious and say performance art element mm. of it, but just there's a buzz that you get from wrestling, both in training and in being an actual show that nothing, very few things have matched. Like mm-hmm. I've shouted swear words at like 5,000 people in Norway at a gaming event before. That's about as close as I've came to that kind of buzz. Yeah. Just nothing compares to it at all. Yeah. And it's all Stephen Hughes' fault. It's all his fault. It's all his fault. <laughs> Son of a... It's all his fault. <laughs> well, you're still at it and you're doing really well. And you're, still here. You're going about in Scotland and everything. Mm. So clearly you can't hate him that much for Clearly, me. clearly. I'll forgive him one day. <laughs> I mean, we're going to touch on your martial arts that mm. you're into, but the, you mentioned that there are about drama and stuff. And yeah. that does kind of come across because your character is really big. It's a big <laughs> part of what you do. And it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people love that character that mm. you, and it's the, just how convincing you are with it. A lot of people <laughs> we, even convince me in it. It's just weird. <laughs> you hear I sound like this. <laughs> but it works. I mean, it's always, it's always weird now hearing <laughs> you as this voice went up. I was like, what's up, dog? <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Like, I absolutely love that response there. So now the experience you've picked up from wrestling at Source Wrestling, mm-hmm. Scottish Wrestling Alliance, Worldwide Wrestling League, mm-hmm. respect pro wrestling shows. Like looking back at your debut, what advice would you give yourself now that you've picked up all that experience? It's so weird whenever I watch matches back and I do there will be lots and lots of tiny little details like oh you didn't go round that way oh that kick was a little there's lots of details yeah. I could look at my debut and cringe so hard that I go backwards through puberty and just like <laughs> and just hate but you know that all comes with for anyone that comes with time work and experience yeah if I was to give myself one piece of advice for like my debut in the next few matches, just chill out and enjoy it. Like obviously, you've got your first match in front of a crowd, and anybody who says they weren't nervous is probably lying. Yeah, or an absolute freak of confidence in nature, and I hate them and their talent. But um, <laughs> no, just chill out more than anything else. Just take the moment and enjoy it. Like you know, I debuted against uh, Mister Byers. He was an absolute gentleman. He pulled me through that match. He planned it with me. You know, he made sure I got things I wanted to do in there. Yeah, mine was a little different because you know I had like the announcer and like the stripper trousers, which actually uh, Zero has now. He wanted to borrow them for purposes I will not. <laughs> Dwell on, they're his now, and he can keep them. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it was more, you know, Mr. Bowser to come out, turn his mm. back, and like, stripper trousers away, your waistcoat away, haha, <laughs> secretly a wrestler, mm. drop kick, and then uh, did nefarious things and hit him with a microphone because he had it coming. So it was a little different. Yeah. But obviously there was kind of nerves, and you, you know, for a lot of people, your debut feels like your WrestleMania, like nothing yeah. will ever be the same again. <laughs> and looking back, like, just chill, just take the moment, enjoy it. Yeah. You've, worked hard enough to debut in front of a crowd that's pretty cool yeah not everyone gets to say they've done that and just you know take your breath chill and enjoy it and the same with you know pre before matches i always get nervous who doesn't but mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to chill and just go what i'm doing is really cool yeah i am putting on a show in front of people who paid and may or may not be enjoying it you know i'm Dressed up in late, not latex. <laughs> that's that's another job entirely. <laughs> like I dress up in spandex, you know. I'm pretending for, to be an for American rocker rock. after yeah. dark press a red button though. <laughs> I don't have your credit card ready. I, I ain't doing that for free. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, uh, my uh, wife's gonna kill me. But yeah, I'd <laughs> say so, yeah. Just chill, relax, yeah. enjoy it because what you're doing is really cool and wonderful and intricate and difficult and daft at the same time. Yeah. Just chill and enjoy it. Absolutely. I've, mm. a lot, I've spoken to a lot of wrestlers that have said, mm. just enjoy the moment and everything. Yeah. Nervousness comes, but it's good. It's, mm. As long as you're in control of the nervousness, nervousness is good because it shows mm. you care. I used to have a saying when I was uh, playing in bands, because before, you know, obviously I embraced the thug life and, you know, yeah. the rest of it, I used what to play. What did you play? Guitar, I've played bass, I've played drums, and I have screamed at a lot of people. <laughs> Because it was very metal-based, kind of... Yeah, nice. Between, like, alt-metal and kind of metal core kind of hardcore metal. Like, Killswitch Engage are one of my favourite bands of all time. You which know. is perfect for wrestling, yeah. Absolutely. It is, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes in the house I will occasionally record the most generic new metal track I can just for my own amusement. <laughs> but, um... I always said, like, I'd maybe get a bit of stage fright before going on and bandmates, and I'd just say, look, at the end of the day, we have to go out there, and we have to play half an hour's worth of music, and nothing can change that, so we may as well just not suck. <laughs> 
Nothing can yeah. change that. My favourite one was actually a band that we formed in six weeks. It was called St. Martin in the Suspicious Packages. Nice. A friend was leaving to go live in London, and she's like, oh, I've never sang in a band, and we're at this house party. I'm like, let's form a band now! <laughs> Booked a gig that night. <laughs> We had six weeks to come up with half an hour's worth of music. And it was great, because there was no ego, no expectations. It was literally, have we written a song? Out of the way, we need to write another one. (laughs) So there was no pressure to be good. Yeah. It was so much fun. I played drums, I was wearing a lion mask, someone was dressed up in Laser Quest outfits. It was great. The music sucked. (laughs) The song, but performance was there. It was just fun and daft. I mean, I like my gigs. That sounds like a good time so why not eh? I'm glad the crowd got the joke because otherwise we'd all get stabbed <laughs> <laughs> well at least you're here now to tell the tale I lived and that kind of actually links into my next question Smooth. yeah I like that so tell me the story of Sean Walker growing up how did you survive the projects of Lindsay I mean it's a tough Tough story. I mean, for those of you who may not be familiar with the projects of Lindsay, if you've never survived a drive-by snidey look from a wealthy retired lady in Mercedes with like a can-I-speech-the-manager haircut, then frankly, you don't know the struggle. You just don't know what it's like. I mean, I think I moved into Lindsay... I've moved about a bit. Like, I was born in Rutherglen. Right. Yeah, Rutherglen Maternity Hospital, sadly, turned down and turned to an old folks' home right across my granny's flat. Oh. Well, she doesn't live there now, like, but no. <laughs> back in the day. I uh, moved to Fife for a bit. That was weird. Fife's a bit of an open-air lunatic asylum, to be honest. Yeah. Um, kind of a... But Aberdour was nice. Picturesque. It's got a castle yeah. and two beaches. It's a lovely place to grow up when you're little. Yeah. Moved to Lindsay around about 94, maybe? Yeah. Somewhere around then. So Beachmont Road is my original hood. Had beef no. with the neighbours, obviously. Uh, yeah. It was a kind of an upstairs and a downstairs thing. They didn't appreciate having two kids running around upstairs. No. The thing is, it was a big old Victorian house, so the broom they were using to thump the ceiling must have been unreasonably long. Yeah. Like, impractical. It we would proper do some damage that. Yeah, and me and my brother, we're nerdy-ass children. Mm-hmm. We sat and played Sega Master System all day. We didn't really do much. We had a, we had a garden we could run about. So that was, that was the start of uh, my first beef in the hood of Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we moved up to Kirky Road and actually I had nothing to complain about. It was really, really nice. <laughs> uh, you know, went to Lindsay Academy growing up, which uh, of course is a, is, is a shark pit. As you well know. Yeah, we were, I, I don't know. Listeners may not know we were actually at school at the same school at the yeah, same time. Yes, we were. We were. We Didn't know you back then. You think you were a few years yeah. uh, younger than I was. And then you turn up at wrestling show and I'm like, like that, that Spider-Man meme of just exactly it's you your brother was like the year above me as well yeah. so, uh-huh. so we, we've, we somehow know each other's family we know we've gone, we know the struggles we know the struggles we never had personal beef uh, no 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 obviously never. different sides of you know the railway line I think yeah. is where the beef generally tends to uh, extend it's kind of our version of uh-huh. 8 Mile as the uh, Lindsay to but we respected each other so we made sure there was, we didn't there was a mutual respect yeah. there uh, there was no you know shootouts in Lindsay because because I can't even joke about that. <laughs> no, Lindsay, it was a really nice place to grow up, actually. Yeah. I really can't complain at all, but it shaped me into the gangster you know today. <laughs> <laughs> if I get noticed like the Ryan Reynolds of wrestling after this, I'll be so happy. <laughs> it's pretty much the aim. Oh, that's just brilliant. Yeah, so if you're listening to this... And you've never been to Lindsay, now you know the struggles we went through to. Yeah. And it's testament that you're here and you're here to tell the tales. So. Yep. You know, 50 Cent only got shot nine times. Like, no, I got no. shot at least 12. Yeah. With BB guns. There you go. And snivy looks. There you go. Of Mercedes driving that, it. That just shows you how tough you are now. Exactly. And it's that, just. Now a- that you can use what you've learned from the hood and the projects bring it into the world of pro wrestling exactly exactly that exactly Lindsay doesn't even have high flats I don't think it even has flats let alone high flats no no it's it's mad a lot of semi detached yeah it's mad well I'm gonna move on now so a big part of your wrestling style is your striking Mm -hmm. particularly your variations of leg kicks Mm -hmm. what do you do outside that kind of influences that Uh, I've done karate for a number of years in fact when I first moved to Lindsay, we'd moved in, we'd moved into Beachfront Road, we did up the house and all the rest of it, and went on holiday to France. And one of the first people we met there was my karate instructor to this day, a lovely woman called Pauline. And we just, you know, you go on holiday and you kind of six sense find the first Scottish people you can find. Yeah. <laughs> so you can all hang out and get, you know, wasted. And it turns out Pauline was from Bishop Briggs, just up the road. Nice. And I'm like, oh God, you're from the same area, we've just moved to Lindsay, blah, blah. And she ran a karate class. And I was 
you know, I always had an interest in it. I'd done a little bit of karate when I'd lived back in Fife, but not a huge amount. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah, the minute I get back and the school holidays are over. And, you know, there's been some breaks in between. Either I've got injured or I've worked in Edinburgh or I went to uni, but yeah. I've basically done it karate in some way or form since I was in primary school. And it's coming into wrestling. There's a weird knocking on the wall, so either your neighbours are very angry at me, or you've got a poltergeist. This is this is lazy. This is lazy. Like, this is lazy. This is exactly what you were. Can't even about. do a podcast without someone having beef. Yeah. You know, it's mad. No, no. Forget y'all. Forget y'all. <laughs> anyway, back to your story. Show back inside. <laughs> back to so, your story. So forget been, the haters. Forget the haters. So yeah, karate was the big influence on. Uh, kind of, obviously, you bring in different experiences, both physically and you know from people's backgrounds and stuff. But karate has always been a big part of my life, and that has definitely influenced mm-hmm. what I do in the ring. Cause it's something I'm physically comfortable with in terms of throwing kicks. You know, throwing them with an element of control. So mm-hmm. I don't actually want to kill people. That'd be really inconvenient. There'd be a lot of paperwork. Who has time for that? <laughs> And you know, just I do want to keep people safe. I don't want to have people wrestle me and go, "Oh Jesus Christ, that son of a," you know. Yeah. But also making it, you know, I've got a certain amount of form to my kicks, knees, punches, elbows. So it makes sense to bring that in, and it's just been years of ridiculous patience on Napoleon's uh, yeah. part and putting up with my kind of bullshit. Because <laughs> uh, even your like signature finisher move is yeah. "Mama said knock you out." That's right, and it's um, that that reverse round twist kick. Re- I would reverse, say that's a little uh, well. Uh, reverse like, mawashigeri is if I was to give it the Japanese name, but nice. spinning reverse round twist kick or back round twist kick. There's various names, but basically I scud people in the head mm. and I spin at the same time. But it's the technique you have behind it. You can tell. It was one of my favourite kicks growing up, actually. Was yeah. Both the round house, like the like Trish Stratus chick kick, the round house and the spinning variant. Mm-hmm. As a kid, those were the ones that just... Some kicks were just really physically satisfying to do, especially when you get them right. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever heard Billy Conley, like, when he says... It's one of his longer sketches, but when you play golf mm-hmm. and you get it perfect, it makes that click sound. It yeah. just feels right. Mm-hmm. For me, for a good roundhouse kick, forward or reverse, when it feels right, there's something very physically satisfying about it. Yeah. Same as if you got like, a really good gear change in the car, you think, oh yeah, I did really good. <laughs> you know, with obviously one hand sitting in the, you know. Yeah. Because they see me Lean rolling. Back. Yeah. Cruising down the hood. And they see me rolling, they hate me, but my car's a piece of crap, so it's actually <laughs> fair. I, I, I hate my car as well. But you put, you've put managed to put some big rims on it, so that's <laughs> all that matters. A Vauxhall Corsa with rims, that's the most lensy thing I've heard in my life. <laughs> I even bought it in lensy, again, off someone I went to school with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure yeah. you had to make sure that the guy wasn't doing a proper hustle on you. Oh no, he, he had to be straight up legit the whole yeah. time. I had him on lock. Yeah, I had him on lock. He's a nice guy too, I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> well, maybe after this interview, go and see him and yeah. see, yeah, sort him out. <laughs> you that car owes me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to move on slightly. Cool. Uh, recently, you've started tagging with the, and I'll need to introduce them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Source Tag Team Champions, yeah. KOE. Yeah. They are the Source Champions, uh, Source Tag Team Champions, I should mm-hmm. say. You formed the trio Fug Life with them. How did that all come about? I think Whippy just found it funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was a trios match we were doing in a showcase and you know or can the characters are quite similar they, them boys got a lot of swag yeah obviously oh they got their swag they got their swag yeah. down and the character I was doing was kind of just kind of forming like it was sort of it was getting there but it wasn't quite that actually the first kind of trios match that we had in that showcase with, against you know Kieran Kelly Craig Anthony and Scott McManus yeah was a big part of me kind of taking it from just being loud and obnoxious but seeing them and teaming with them thinking right I need to add a bit of a kind of hip hop kind of thing and it sort of un- mentally unlocked something that made me think okay maybe I can go with this so that match was actually a big part in it I think part of it was also you know they're both super talented and super oh, creative yeah. like, I can't say enough good things about how creative the pair of them are in terms of how they put their matches together they're always thinking of different things they can do in a match different tag things they can do like god the mind these two people have for it mm-hmm. I'm just good at shouting those two are ridiculously talented mm-hmm. like again I really can't say enough good things about them and it's brought I think some better wrestling out of me partnering with them as well just thinking I gotta step my game up as well good. but you know for a trio you go okay you get them being as athletic and sickeningly talented as they are me being allowed kind of gobshite at the time and just you know bringing myself up as well to kind of match 
and it just worked kind of well and then from there on my kind of character got more and more hip hop and then the accent came in and all the rest <laughs> of it and it just gelled together. together yeah and like working with them is so much fun as well yeah they both got really great sense of humour like the whiteboard wasn't me that was them mm. bringing out the whiteboard and then I can go oh, I can draw the Wu-Tang symbol in that because amongst the things I doodled on my school jotters the Wu-Tang symbol was oh, one of them was one of them <laughs> oh I had a PS1 game it was a classic man <laughs> Wu-Tang Taste of Pain or Shaolin Style if you lived in the US <laughs> they were I mean wait just those two, they're, they're absolutely fantastic mm. characters. They still watch a uh, high five me though. Mm. I mean, you give me the fist bump, you give me the. I'm gonna get them told, you know. You're, you're, you give me the, you give me the full blown respect of it. They gotta they, show love in the right places, man. They, 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 they would still want to shake hands, even though they know I'm down with them. I'm, I'm gonna get them told, I'm gonna get them told. Please, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they'll work, but let's see. Oh, it'll, it'll work. <laughs> respect is gonna be shown. Yes, I like that. I like that. I, I just loved that. Source tournament when they came out with the source belt. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and again, that's then the, <laughs> the underrated in terms of just how f- how funny they are. I know they're probably good. And then back up in the ring as well, just like yourself. They oh, they're spectacular. Mm. God, they're going to go far. Me, I'm I'm 34. I'm a pensioner now, but like <laughs> <laughs> they got the future ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so speaking of which, to you, what does KOE stand for? Oh god, what doesn't it stand for? I mean, obviously hustle, loyalty, and respect. Yeah. There's a reference. <laughs> um, you know, not giving up. God, kicking people in the face, there's a lot of that. Uh, kicking people at the face, three people at the same time, that's definitely in the bylaws yeah. of KOE. Uh, we've brought this up at committee, we have an AGM. Okay. Uh, kind of monthly meetings also, just to discuss what KOE stands for, uh, to make sure it's in a written constitution. Nice. Uh, we have bylaws, a treasurer, a secretary, and a chairman. Those roles obviously rotate, just to avoid any kind of abuse of power. Okay. Now, KOE stands for no one man is KOE. You put the three of us together. Or the two of them together if I'm off doing something else. Because that's how that's gone. Mm-hmm. That, that's what KOE stands for. It stands for success. It stands for for hustle, for graft, for kicking people in the face mm-hmm. a lot. Especially kicking Kieran Kelly in the face. He has it coming. Oh. Screw that sickeningly talented boy. Um, <laughs> um, it stands for doing things that makes Alexander Darwin McAllen laugh uncontrollably. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I know he'll be looking forward to it. He, he, let's just say he's voiced certain, <laughs> certain displeasures towards some of us at Eat Sleep So Quick Street. He does have, he does have a beef, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, understandable in some cases. I think one of your interviewers is missing. Uh, yeah. At the moment. Yeah. We, we, well, I saw the video. We are still looking for a new host. Okay. Of, okay. Uh, of some shows, but even though I've interviewed Alexander Darwin McCarlin twice, <laughs> I, I I still watch what I say and do, even though I've... You carry a shank in the silk, you know, just yeah. in case, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still on guard. I mean, I ain't judging, I would do the same. <laughs> exactly. He was my wrestler of the year last year, and he's going to win the square goal this year as well. He is definitely going to win the square goal, undoubtedly. In fact, that's what will be after the square goal, so we'll be talking about how Alexander... How, how he comes. won the square goal. Exactly. Source represent, boy. Exactly. Now, you were talking about the, like, the successes of KOE, and that's mm-hmm. very true, because you're on a, a bit of a win streak right now. Not we, bad. We're like, on a roll, yeah. You're, you're on, definitely on a roll, so whether that's you tagging as the trio or with Kai yeah. at like, Lennox Town and stuff. So, God, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, so you're all complimenting each other. Mm. Now, on the back of that, have you guys got your sights set on the ICW King of Honours tournament with Funk Life? Not officially. We'd love to do it. I'm mm. sure, I can't speak for the other two, but I'm fairly sure if asked to do it. God, mm. yeah. Christ, yeah, that looks like so much fun. Yeah. Anybody who says they, oh, I don't want to wrestle on a bigger platform, of course they bloody do. Mm-hmm. It looks like it would be a lot of fun. It, we'd be down. Yeah. We'd be uh, DTF, down to fight, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. KOE's always... <laughs> that's the best way to put it. KOE's always down. Yeah. Always down. Anybody want to go three on three with your famous KOE? Absolutely. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Anytime they want to have us. Because they've, you know, I've obviously not wrestled for ICW. My boys, you know, Kai Williams, King, King Killer, they've wrestled there already. Mm-hmm. Made quite the impacts. Oh, they did. Vocally and otherwise, yeah. from what I hear. <laughs> So they don't shake my hand there either. <coughs> I'm gonna get him told, man. I'm getting told. I gotta show respect in the right places, and this is Lindsay's the place. Yeah, it's the place. You show respect when you get off that sterling train. 
<laughs> no, we would love to do it. We'd be down to do yeah. it, of course, 100%. Well, it's, there are murmurs that a lot of people are, mm. do want that to happen, including Scottish Wrestling Network, who wrote yeah. an article up They did, it was very kind of them. And you guys were at the top of the list as well. God damn right. Uh, God damn right. You've got big fans from Eat Sleep Suplex retweet that wants. And we're super grateful, life, yeah. So, And there are so many people out there that yeah. want this to happen. So, <laughs> so I want it to happen as well, we grant. Yeah, it's... Be a lot of fun. It would be fun life if you were guys be in ICW King of Honours. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I just worry that you know my American accent to counterpart won't know what honours is. Someone's going to have to explain it to him. <laughs> that in the concept of a squad. <laughs> <laughs> just say King of Lots. <laughs> just King of Team. Gang? I don't know. I'm now going to take you back to the Source Championship Tournament. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And I think you know what I'm going to ask I think about. we're going that way. <laughs> I'm going to go back to your very famous match with Sugar Dunkerton. Mm-hmm. He's already given us his side on okay. how it all came about. But I would like to know from you, how did the <laughs> whole concept of that match come about? Uh, the man is a genius and a gentleman. Yeah. Um, he... I learned so much from that match. He was really good with me taking me through it. A lot of the ideas kind of came from him. Obviously, we had the six man first, and he didn't. Obviously, it's not like he came in through the door going, "Where is that Sean Walker fellow? <laughs> I hear he does the raps." You know. <laughs> and we did our six man. He was, you know, instrumental in planning all, a lot of that as well. We really helped all of us out. And again, like just to clarify, I cannot say enough good things about Sugar. Yeah, he's not just in terms of his wrestling, but in terms of how he is backstage. He's so giving and positive and knowledgeable. Any show, he's an absolute asset to have, and everybody should book him immediately. Yeah, but obviously not everyone, because then he'd never come back and wrestle me again. That'd be very sad. But well. Something he said, and mm-hmm. like I've taken this in a way that Sugar will say it. Something that he said is basically saying, "Invite me back because I want to wrestle you again." Oh, it's so I can't think of a higher compliment. Yeah. I would, oh god, I would wrestle him over and over again. It was so much fun. The famous uh, video, shall we say, of <laughs> me getting an education of both my heritage and pigmentation. <laughs> a little bit. I was. You know, there's a obviously there's a sensitive issue there. You know, racism is a thing, especially you know you've got the Tory party here, you've got Donald Trump over in America. Like it's a sensitive thing. Yeah, it invades everything. I was definitely a bit nervous and a bit hesitant to kind of go full on racial dysmorphia. Is that yeah, the term? Yeah, um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous about it. Yeah. But you know, he was able to judge it really push me. Go, no, no, this. You know, it works in the context of the match. It works mm-hmm. in the context thing. He was comfortable enough with it and. For my kind of character, for his kind of character, you really got to go hard or go home. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, you couldn't half-ass it, really. Yeah. So, and I'm very glad, you know, I took his advice and I went for it because, like, a lot of people, maybe they'll kind of go, oh, I did this thing and the crowd went wild. I'm always reluctant to, in case I'm over-exaggerating or it went better in my mind than it did. Mm-hmm. But I saw the video and I was like, God, people really laughed at no. that. People got that. Some guy in the back stood up and applauded. I'm not sure what exactly he was applauding exactly. I really don't know what I don't want to get into the detail of that. Yeah. And as I was doing it, you know, I'm thinking, right, he's gonna come over and I gotta pimp slap him. I'm thinking, they're still laughing. <laughs> they haven't stopped. I guess I'll just stay here and be really, really upset for a while. Okay, they're quieting down. <laughs> you know, pimp slap. <laughs> Like, you know, it was one of those few times I'm like, oh, the reaction in my head is actually the same as what happened. Yeah, like, no. it, was, it was objectively like that. It was so fun. It was properly funny. And that's weird. That's the first time that I think the Sean Walker character, like that tournament, emerged uh-huh. fully formed. Yeah. Like, elements came in in the trios match, the showcase that we had. Mm-hmm. And that made me think, all right, be bigger, be bigger, bring in more hip hop stuff. Yeah. And I had a match with Solar and Govan. And there was more hip hop stuff, but, you know, it wasn't quite there yet. You know, I was like brushing off the shoulders, like, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. But I still had this accent. Mm-hmm. And I got some feedback, I think, from a pole promotions going even bigger, as big as you can make it, and just do a fake accent. Mm-hmm. And I thought, all right. And then so that weekend, the sixth man, and then the match we should was the first time that the Sean Walker felt as close to fully formed as you ever feel. Like the accent, the, you know, the basketball jersey, all the rest of it. That was like the birth of it, and I think if I was going to birth the character, I couldn't have asked for a better match and a better yeah. opponent to do it with. That, it that really, brought it, it to really life, did. Yeah. Like it would have been fun anyway, but he was so giving with that, like so generous with his time and his knowledge, and you know the rest of it. Like 
any show would be lucky to have him. Like, there's a reason he's doing so well over in the UK. Yeah. There's an absolute reason, and, you know, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if he wants to come back and wrestle me, I'm never going to say no. God, yeah, well, and get dinner, you know. <laughs> well, I'll buy him a drink whenever he wants, you know. No, well, that's the thing. Like, see, when we interviewed him and he was saying, mm. for the sake of laughs, I'll do it as long as the line is not crossing. That line wasn't, yeah. never, it was not even near that. Yeah. That was just the whole setup was just so funny. It, it was. was. And I think my favorite line was here at the better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just when you said, oh my god, because we all thought, <laughs> you've realised, but no, oh my god, I'm ginger. <laughs> that was an ad lib, I didn't know I was going to say that. I just saw it and I thought, I didn't, it was just a throwaway line, but it got this laugh, and I was like, oh my god. It was perfect. It oh, was perfect. It was wonderful. <laughs> now, I need to apologise because mm. I did actually speak to Sugar Duncan to and tell him that I was interviewing you. Mm-hmm. So he's actually submitted a question to you. Okay, okay. He well, first of all, he wants to know if you have been following his advice or do you need more education. And That's if, a question of context. <laughs> if, if you need more of an education, he'll be he'll be willing to come back and give you that education. So the question is, have you learned, or does he need to come back? Both. Okay. If we're talking about, like I said, my heritage and pigmentation, mm. I, I am well aware. Well aware of what I sound and look like, yes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we're talking wrestling, I will always happily sit under that learning tree. If he wants to come back and teach me more wrestling, you know, anything at all, wrestle me and learn from that, take a seminar, anything from that, Christ, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. Anytime. He'd be welcomed with open arms and hands and starry anime eyes and, mm-hmm. you know, everything like. So it's if you take it as a question of context, both yes and no. Would I be happy to learn from him? God yes. Does he you know need to teach me a lesson like pistol whip me or something? <laughs> Please no. <laughs> it sounds like it would hurt. I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> what I took from that, that's what I was saying. Yeah. What I took from that is that he would love to wrestle you again. I would love and to as well. Like so, God, yeah. the man's a genius and a yeah. gentleman and a professional. Who knows Sugar Dunkerton, Sean Walker too. Round two. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Make it best out of three, best out of seven, we would take it. Best out of twelve. <laughs> as long t- as he wants to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, we'll take that. <laughs> now head up every bar in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> now on to my next question. Are there any plans for you to chase the source championship? Well, I think anybody who says they don't want to chase the championship is lying. Mm. Um, at the moment, obviously, we're doing the trio stuff. Very focused on that. More than anything, I'm just focused on having fun. Yeah. I like to consider myself the Intergalactic Planetary Pimpweight Championship, and I will at some point have to make a belt for that. You know. There we go. I was going to make it over like Christmas, but then I went to New York, and that somehow took up a bunch of time. Yeah. God, New York. I had to like, hold down the hood for you did, you did. Away. You need to check out New York. You've been to New York. Uh, never. You, it's like Glasgow, but like bigger and with like stuff to do and actual possibilities. Oh wow! <laughs> no, God, it's like the way I've thought about it. I've been to London, uh-huh. and I've never got a nice vibe off the place. People don't care about you, but they need to. They're like, you need to know how much I don't care about you. Right. Been to Paris, same vibe. New York's a city people actually live and work in. They don't care about you because they're just getting on with stuff. It feels just like Glasgow, but. Like with pancakes anytime I want to get them. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I rec- <laughs> slight tangent. I'm gonna recommend New York. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like chasing your the, the, oh, the title. Yes. I would love to. I mean, at the moment, you know, I got my boys in care. We we holding it down. We chasing that trio's gold for show. Uh, which is you know we're keeping hold of those source tag belts. So you apply the free bird rule. So your source tag charge. Do you apply that? Do know it's never happened yet. Maybe. Maybe you should bring that to the next KOE. I'll meeting. put that in the AGM, see yeah. if we can have a free birds. Maybe not a rule, but a bylaw, you know, like section 3, 3.11. Yeah. We are going to institute the free bird rule as long as there are three or more people who know what KOE stands for and are down. Good. But again, we will need to obviously put that through a committee and have it written into the bylaws before it can become official KOE policy. Okay. But I hope it does. I hope it does as well. I want yeah. to <laughs> carry that around with me. That's a wee message and for your Kai and King. <laughs> get it down. Next meeting. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bring a pen. <laughs> My laptop battery's gone down, so like. <laughs> now, onto our next question. A big way, like we've talked about, about right. your character and stuff. Yeah. A big way you've been getting your name and character around and across is by your tour diary mm-hmm. videos, which I absolutely love. Thank Keep you. them coming. It's absolutely hilarious. Make sure you follow him on Facebook, Sean Walker Wrestler, and at. I killed your hero on Twitter to see your turn diary, so make sure you do it. I need those views. (laughs) Hit him up. (laughs) It's no secret that you use those production skills to Mm -hmm. help out other talents and producers to help promos. And you've also used them skills on something that was produced with ourselves and Alexander Dar and McAllen in the untimely demise of our host Stephen. What have been your personal favourite promos that you've worked on? I mean, the ones I love working on are the ones where there's something different about them. Like the ones with Alexander Dower and McAllen um, always seem more like a short horror film than anything else. He's always got, and this is you know one of the reasons I'm friends with him, he's always got an idea mm-hmm. behind his promo to make it like visually interesting, to make what he says interesting well. You know, instead of just standing beside some bins like, let me tell you something, brother. He's a wrestler, I'm a wrestler, and I'm a better wrestler than him, but only by so much to keep it competitive and I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Tell him, you know. I have no interest in those. I've seen them a thousand times. They have a purpose, but I have no interest in filming that because you can do that on your phone. You can do that. But when, like, Joe Coffey's one, his kill shot one, that was one I helped film. And again, he had a concept yeah. in mind. He had a narrative. He had interesting things to say. He made it visually Interesting. So that's anything where I can mess about and create a vibe. Like that had a certain vibe. He wanted it in black and white. He wanted that backing track. He wanted, you know, taking it, cutting it out with like quick shots of him, like, you know, two switch and stuff like that. And that was interesting. I'm like, oh, hey, this is going to be fun to put together. I'm going to do this. Same with Alexander Dower McAllen. His are fun to do. You know, when he's going to carve something in someone's chest or he's going to, like, I'm actually had a source with Renfrew, you know, where he dressed up. Uh, can I mock him? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Anything I can change angles, colour correct it so it feels like a horror film. Those are always my favourite ones to do, by far. Like if someone, even if you offer me money and it's just going to be a, a basic, let me tell you something. Here's my name. Here's their name. Here's what... It's boring. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Give me a story to film. Give me... Let me colour correct something. Mm-hmm. Let me look up like the noise filter make it look like it's a VCR or something. Those are like my favourite things. Yeah. And that's why I did the Tour Diaries one, not to make it like a horror film, but I thought, what's different from, I'm going to be wrestling in Mount Vernon and I'm going to put the fist up because I look tough and, you know, that's boring. Where I thought, how do I make this different? How do I make it stand out? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of rapper gimmick, so let's pretend I've gone on tour. I, I mean, let's, I have gone on tour. Pretend? No, I'm going on tour, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting on shows, bitches. And, you know. <laughs> and I just thought, that's a more interesting way to frame it you know film it like it's a documentary so you know I can film it in a different way so I'm staring off camera obviously I use a DSLR and I use the kind of microphone to connect up the production values but I mean even with a phone you can do something yeah I mean that's what I like with a KOE you know they use their phones in that but they figure out how to tell a story and do something entertaining and interesting and different from what everybody else was doing mm-hmm. and it worked like the stuff they did for ICW going down you know yeah. the pub and stuff it's fantastic it's hilarious yeah like it was really good so even if like I'm lucky that I do video stuff anyway so I've got a certain level of equipment to mm-hmm. make it look all pretty and have some nice depth of field because I'm an nerd for that kind of thing nice. and I've done like YouTube and I've worked for other stuff as well but even with a phone just a bit of creativity and a bit of common sense you can do something that looks good but it's, it's more interesting than just let me tell you something <laughs> so those are the most interesting ones like I said Alexander Darwin McCallum's one and the Joe Coffey one I did by far are two of the most interesting ones that I've done and I've had the most fun filming mm-hmm. and it's interesting you say that because when we interviewed Mike Whiplash mm-hmm. he actually mentioned the mm-hmm. Killshot promo yeah. in his interview and he also mentions how a lot of like the people that he's training mm-hmm. are doing a lot of work um, on like their promos and stuff yeah. and that's really testament because a lot of the as you're saying mm-hmm. a lot of the I've noticed a lot of the source promos that people have been doing to promote yeah. the shows have got a different angle to them and it's yeah. very captivated. Like Alexander Darwin Cal yeah. always has your hooked. Always has your hooked. And he's very careful with his words as well. Yeah. Which is a thing I like. I see a lot of promos, like not just in promos, in films and TV where someone says a line of dialogue and you think, who talks like that? Like you maybe see someone super angry for no reason in a promo and you're like, do you talk like that in the post office? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can like 
for my own stuff, it's almost like being a script doctor, thinking, right, I'm saying these things, I'm hitting all these things, but would I, would I actually say that? Would a human being actually talk like that under yeah. any circumstances? So, and again, Alexander Darwin's McAllen's it's always grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. It's always grounded in this is what his character would say, but it's also just what a human being would actually yeah. say. You know, like like Zero, he's got a particular character that speak, and you believe that he would speak in that way because mm-hmm. he does. And it haunts me. Yes. <laughs> so a little bit of that as well, I think, goes a long way. And again, looking at it from a different angle, I think, is a good way to stand out. Fantastic. Now, I like all of that. Now, on to my last question on the main section. Okay. What's next for Sean Walker? Well, funny you should ask us. We have a little something to announce. Nice. Which I did not tell you about before, so the surprise in his face is real, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. This is a kind of a, oh, something cool, or I should be really worried. What is it? So, <laughs> end of last year, I wrestled Man on the Showcase. Yes. Came away with the win. Yes. A little bit later in Burnside, he choked me out. He put his hands in my mouth. I did not enjoy that. I did no. not consent to it. He did not wash that glove. And he won. I'm from the streets. I hold it down. The streets are mine. Mm-hmm. Manlin's homeless. So... At the showcase, I believe March the 17th, the day after our Lennox 10 show, we're having a showcase in the Source Wrestling School. You've been to a few. Yes. Always worth checking out. Mm-hmm. We're having round three. Okay. No DQ. Battle for the streets. Nice. Me versus Manwin. Only rules are rules of the streets, baby. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. You either win or you don't win. I'm not going to kill him, obviously. <laughs> but that's the next, the very next thing you got to look forward to. Battle for the streets. Source Wrestling School. March 17th, I believe. Nice. No DQ. you got to win them streets back. i got to win them. These streets are mine. They're yours. I chose the street. Yeah. Thug life happened mm-hmm. to Manlin. I just, he happened to be on the streets. I chose the streets. I took everything I can from the streets, mm-hmm. either my clenched fist, the back of my goddamn hand. Mm-hmm. These streets are mine. Simple as that. Manlin's going to learn that. Rip him. Rip him. Again, if I got to go no rules, if I got to stomp him, if I got to actually go proper street medieval on him, so be it. Cool. I'm down with that. You know I'm down with that. You oh, grew yeah, up in I the know. hood. You know it. I know. You know the kind of violence that Lindsay's seen. Yeah. But that's that's the next thing to look yeah. forward to. Battle for the streets. Be there. It's going to be an absolute war. I look forward to it already. Yeah. I don't think the Source Showcase has seen an ODQ. It's not going to see it. It's not seen a battle like this. It may never see a battle like this again. Have you already got your weapons sorted? Do you know what you're going to use? I am a weapon, yo. That too. Your kits are enough, really. <laughs> Mama said knock you out. Mama said knock you out. It's it ain't just a mm. wonderful reference in a catchphrase. Yeah. It ain't just knowledge of 90s hip-hop and LL Cool J's not calling it a comeback. <laughs> it's for real. It's legit, yo. Yeah. I'm going to knock him out. But I'm also going to do some horrible things to him first because I am an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Walker, thank you so much for taking the time Anytime, with us. anytime. Really appreciate it, my man. Always, always happy to come back to the hood and represent. Absolutely. But as you know, in true eat, sleep, super oh, treats, Here we go, here we go. We've got our quick fire questions. So. Streets down, no filters, baby. Let's do this. Are you ready? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Rock or Austin? Austin. Trish or Lita? Lita. Definitely... Lita. I was a teenage goth growing up, so obviously Team Extreme. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy were two of the wrestlers I identified with growing up. Exactly the same for me. Well, everyone, can I ask him, who was your favourite wrestler growing up? And they picked some obscure technical wrestler to look like they know. No, no, I liked the people I was like, you know. Yeah. I saw Gangrel in the Brood and I was a teenage goth. I'm like, hey, they're a bit like me. I like them. <laughs> Taka Michinoku, smaller guy, lots of martial arts. A bit like him. Steve Blackman mm-hmm. does martial arts, smacks people with a stick. And then, you know, when they came out as Team Extreme, I'd my baggy jeans or something, Marlon Manson and Gordon Lundus getting all the rest. I'm a bit like them. Yeah. Definitely. And Lita was part of that, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Cody or Omega? I love Kenny Omega. I love his work. I love the little thing. I love the video game references. I love the sense of humour the man has in his matches. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cody's done a wonderful body of work. Yeah. He's made himself an absolute icon. But when a guy comes out literally dressed like someone from Destiny or Final Fantasy... I can't argue with that. I love my yeah. video games. Although I love Cody's boots with the Zelda on them as well. Yeah. Allegedly the guy replays uh, Link to the Past every year. Mm. Can't argue with that. There you go. Yeah. It's amazing the details that all these people and all you know, mm. like when you hear about all yeah. these wrestlers and stuff, the details that they put in. Exactly. And just to make it bring it all together. It's and interesting. It's a, and I said, I've been hooked in video games ever since I saw uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World at my cousin's house around about 1989. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. Well, that next one hopefully won't be too much of a dilemma for you. <laughs> Tupac or Notorious B.I.G.? Oh, mother... Oh, 
it's like trying to choose between two fathers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Tupac. California Love's just a tune. Same with uh, that's who Both wonderful lyricists, but that comes on in the club. You are up. Ain't oh, nobody going to sit down for that. Absolutely. East side or west side? Well, I do live in Glasgow's West End, so it's going to be West Side. We're on the West Coast as well. Yeah. You know, I've lived on the East Coast. I've lived in Aberdeer, coastal town. Yeah. I've lived in Glasgow. Yeah, I'm Glasgow. West is best. West is best. West is best. Night in or night out? Yeah, I'm 34. Night in. (laughs) I like my Netflix and chill is actually just like Netflix and just chill. It's not (laughs) a euphemism. (laughs) Like, if I can just like watch my way through RuPaul's Drag Race, get a blanket on, get both my cats being kind of sooky, you know, have a nice end, maybe some tea. I love a night. I love being in my 30s. In your 20s, there's pressure to go out and do crazy stuff now. If someone says, oh, do you want to come out and do shots? I am 34. (laughs) Absolutely goddamn not. I'm going to stay in, I'm going to play some Commodore 64 and go to bed. That's what I'm going to do. It's the life I like. I've got to keep it, you know. Yeah. I bought this Amiga off eBay and I'm going to use it. (laughs) Good man, good man. The next one, PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, shit. Mm. I mean, right now I play on PC. So technically the answer is Steam. Historically, I mean, the timeline goes... Commodore 64, so not one of the choices. Mm. Then my mum dropped a TV on it, so that was buggered. Sega Master System. Okay. Sega Mega Drive. Sony PlayStation. PlayStation 2, but then Xbox 360. Oh. So there's a lo- So it kind of depends on the time period. I'm a big fan of the PlayStation 1 time period. Tony Hawk's 2 is one of my favourite games of all time. Metal Gear Solid as well is an absolute yep. classic. So I've got... I think I've got more affection for the PlayStation 1 period than I do for the Xbox and the Xbox 360 period. So... Of the two, I would say PlayStation. If you ask me what I'm playing on right now, it's PC. If you ask what my heart says, it says Sega. You can tell you're such a gamer because God, yeah. I've asked so many people that question and you're by far away gone in the most depth in that room, the most in-depth. Oh God, I could go on for days. <laughs> about like the merits of like 8-bit Sonic the Hedgehog versus 16-bit Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. You know. You know how they ported Mortal Kombat yeah. to the Master System and you go, how did you do it? You know, yeah. the, the sort of fear of missing out when you've got one console I and mean, you've got another. I do have a Nintendo 64 now. Oh, man. I love it. That's part of the reason I collect old consoles is yeah. like, obviously growing up, you've kind of got one or the other unless your parents are super rich and in which case, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> that we're going to have to bleep out, but I mean what I said. I stand yeah. by that. So I love kind of going back and seeing what games I didn't play yeah. at the time. Like when I loved doing Fife, I had a Sega Master System, but the Amiga was dead popular. Yeah. And being able to get one and go, right, what was everyone else playing in day to day and playing Street Fighter 2 and Amiga and going god this is a terrible port and you know yeah. just going back and seeing what you missed out on is like an amazing process so we were a Sega household growing up but now we can go back bias now it's buying in 64 you know all the rest of it I missed my GameCube but I'm the only guy I know that's got a Wii U put it that way okay we had it at the wedding as well Oh yeah, Mario Kart, four-player Mario Kart at my wedding. So I figured if I'm going to get married, someone else's relationship's going to go down the toilet. So <laughs> that's incredible. You know what? Zero's an absolute fiend at Mario Kart. Oh really? Like he will choke you out, he will creep you out, but he will destroy you at Mario Kart. Undefeated at the wedding, he was at the wedding. Undefeated at Mario Kart Eight. Really? Bloody hell, he's a prodigy at that. So I'll play the N64 version. Mario Kart 8 is really good. It's like it's got, it's constructed out of joy itself. It's yeah. amazing. That's the one we're playing. Zero will destroy you at it. No doubt. I didn't even hold a candle to the guy and I'm alright, you know. So it's a little bit of knowledge for you there. Zero will maim you at Mario Kart. And in real life, but... <laughs> specifically, we're talking Mario Kart here. Yeah. I'd rather he maybe adds Mario Kart that actually choke me out to be honest I mean you might do both but like, <laughs> it'll, it'll do one then the other like. yeah so if you're playing Mario Kart against them don't win you can't win anyway but no no win. he will beat you legitimately yeah. but just like carry a taser as well just, like, <laughs> just in case just in case it's better safe than sorry is what I'm saying true that now my next one what's your favourite wrestling game favourite wrestling game oh that's a tough one that's a really tough one because it's a lot that I've played mm-hmm. and then gone back that I enjoyed at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the wrestling game's actually evolved so much since... I think WrestleMania Challenge was the first one I played on the NES. Okay. And it's terrible. <laughs> it's not... By today's standards, it's not aged particularly. Yeah. It's nice going through the roster and hearing 8-bit renditions of the music. Like, obviously I had Warzone and Attitude on the PlayStation as I had it which were fun at the time and it was really cool there's a lot of at that age a lot of wish fulfillment you make yourself you keep your entrance and you run a Wrestle Triple H or Wrestle The Undertaker and all the rest of it Wars on Attitude were terrible games okay we didn't know any better until the Smackdown games came along yeah 
again, PS1 era, I really enjoyed uh, the SmackDown and uh, SmackDown 2. Yeah, they were like, good. The character creation was good. They were a lot of fun to play. The entrances looked good. I don't actually... This is going to sound like sacrilege. I didn't enjoy the last couple of WWE games. The 2K games. I get what they're trying to do in terms of making it as close to what you see on TV as possible. But sometimes I almost feel like it's trying to tell me how to play it. Or it's almost like it's taking control away from me. And I'm like, no, if I want to do this, even if it makes no sense, I'm going to do it. I got bored quite quickly yeah. with 2K18. I'm not mm. going to lie. I got bored too quickly. And it's not even it's objectively bad. I'm not mm. saying it's a bad game. Far no. from it. But I was just kind of playing it going, when do I get to play it? Yeah. When does it stop exactly. interrupting me? When, when do I get a shot of this? So my favourite one, um, obviously I've got affection for the PS1 era, but, you know, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000 on the N64, I think are your quintessential wrestling games. I think they're the best wrestling games, the best system for putting together a wrestling game that feels like what you see in TV but it's fun to play at the same time. I think without a doubt those are the best and have not been bettered. That in 6040, WCW, you know, No Mercy in WrestleMania 2000. I do have No Mercy on the N64. My man! I do have it. <laughs> Again, you went really in depth into that question. I liked it. I love my game. <laughs> what is your favourite wrestling pay-per-view? The one that's my favourite is King of the Ring 98. Nice. Um, it was the first one I ever got on VHS. So, obviously, I've not really taken them off Sky, but that was the first one I bought on VHS. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, everyone remembers throwing mankind off the cell. Yeah. And it's an iconic moment, and it's even more iconic when you've got it on video, so the minute you hit, you can hit rewind and watch them bounce back up. <laughs> and it's got a wonderful rhythm to it. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff from start to finish on that pay-per-view. There's a lot of really nice stuff. The story they told with, you know, like the eventual kind of winner, you know, deal hitting with the chest protector. God, Dilo Brown was underrated. Every time I yeah. see him, I can think, we didn't deserve Dilo Brown. He was wonderful. <laughs> That's my favourite one, I think. Partially for just affection of, oh, it's what I had as a the kid. And I, yeah. And I watched it and I wore the tape out. I'm sure I've still got it at my mum and dad's house. I can go check after this. Yeah. But um, that one, for nostalgic reasons... Get it now that you're on the subject. Yeah, but it was a wonderful pay-per-view from start to finish. There was very little, like, you know, Al Snow getting in the head and the head and shoulders bottle and the pinning, which made me laugh. You know, you know, Jerry Lawler not acknowledging the sadly late Brian Christopher. You know, there was a lot of good moments. You've got Xbox versus Owen Hart going to absolute war, you know, throwing shit in the tank. There's so much good stuff. You know, Kai and Tai before Taka joined. You know, Taka having a Headbangers t-shirt on and slammed on. There's so much good stuff wrestling and character-wise. It's a wonderful pay-per-view start to finish, I think, and I love it. Fantastic. Uh, what is your favourite venue you've wrestled at? That's a hard one. I've got a lot of affection for the school, obviously. Yeah. I like Mount Vernon. It's got that domed roof. Oh, nice, yeah. I always wanted to play a dome, y'all. <laughs> now I've done it. There you go, Mount That's Vernon fun. Dome. Lennox Town, obviously, we always got a wonderful reaction there. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of the crowds. Govan, that crowd go absolutely oh, yes. insane. If you've not been to a source Govan show, oh, it's wild. You've you got have to, to go. You're absolutely. I'm not just saying that because I have to. You li- you, you need to go. Like. It's the perfect venue for any heel yeah. because they proper react to you. But one of my favourite ones yes. was actually so I debuted in the school. A week later, there was a. Sp- Spot open, like my wife was wrestling up at W3L okay. up in Portree in Sky, and there was a spot open if someone could drive. And I didn't want to take a spot away from someone who'd been wrestling longer than a week, you know. But the spot was on. I said, Look, can I fill it? And it turns out, yeah. So I drove up all the way up to Portree in the Isle of Sky, and it's like kind of high up in the Isle of Sky, so it's it's north. Mm-hmm. And that crowd were really into it, like, yeah. it drew an amazing crowd, like, full up. And they were so into it. And I'm a weekend, I'm still nervous going, do I remember my match? <laughs> At the same time, I hadn't got the Sean Walker character in yet, but I was still loud and obnoxious and vocal. And it was great. Like, I just came out going, I drove for five hours! <laughs> what are you? You're like a hobbit! You know, just shouting random crap. The crowd were really into the whole thing. Yeah. It was so much fun. I mean, in ways it was like being in the 90s, because my parents liked to holiday up north in the 90s and there was no phone reception. So I was like, oh, God, is it 93? <laughs> It just got that because the crowd was so good there. Yeah, and it was a fun show, and it was uh, Kevin Williams uh, wrestled up there, and again he was oh, okay because I was so nervous and inexperienced, and oh god, what am I going to do a wrestle? You know, he was really good. He brought me through that match. He was really good with me as well. I can't say enough nice things about the man. Nice. He's doing a lot of gaming stuff as well. He's got oh, his, is he? yeah, he's got his gaming stuff. His kind of retro expos up in uh, Dundee. He's doing like stall holders and tournaments and stuff. I think they're doing really well. I need nice. to make up to him at some point, but they're in Dundee, and my car's a piece of crap, so I don't know if I'm going to get home. <laughs> 
So that was I think one of the fun ones as well. I'd love to wrestle up north again just for funsies. Yeah, good stuff. Um, what's your favourite tag team apart from Thug Life or KOE? Apart from Thug Life or KOE, God. Notice I had to add that in. Of course, of course. They're always going to be in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I love the Hardy Boys and they were Team Extreme. Same Again, because I was looking... One, they did some amazing stuff. I loved Edge and Christian when they were in the Broods, because, again, kind of that gothic... You know, when I was getting into, like, Limbus... Oh, their get flame one. entrance was just... Uh, Never bettered. I loved oh, that flame entrance. It was so cool. Like, even if looking back, if you think, oh, it's a bit Twilight... No, no, that entrance was cool. Yeah. It was just cool. Oh. The theme tune, even the production on the snare drum, I can go into, and I'm like, that sounds banging. Yeah. Like... So I loved that whole, you know, those the, the holy trinity of that era, I guess. You've got the Hardys, you've got Edge and Christian, and you've got uh, the Dudley Boys. Dudley, yeah. Loved all of them. Loved the headbangers, because, again, metalheads. I'm a metalhead at heart. You know, mm-hmm. hip-hop as well, forever, you know, for life. But, yeah. you know, I've been a lifelong metalhead as well, going from, like, you know, even alt stuff like Garbage to, like, Kill Switch Engage, Metallica. I was just at Megadeth in the way here. Nice. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Parkway Drive are absolutely killing it right now. Um, God, I could go on for ages. The amount of bands I've seen... Weirdly, I went to a gig with a couple of the wrestlers, I don't want any names, and it was Deftones. And we're, yeah. I'm in my 30s, you know, like, the wrestlers in the late 20s. And we're right in the crowd again, yowdy, shoving, and then, you know, right in the pit. And then we're all looking, going, is this easier than when we were in our 20s? Like, we're somehow in our 30s fitter and stronger and better mosh pit equipped yeah. than we were. Like, yeah, like, I feel like it's easier to keep my arms out, yeah. keep a bit of space, and, like, shove someone, have a bit of pit time, you know? I was like, yeah. This is easier than it was. I mean, I've been to a gig recently where we were in a circle pit, and oh. I was like, "What this is like?" I was like, "What gig was it?" Oh, this was um, last time I was there was Newfound Glory. Oh, wonderful! I'd love to see Newfound Glory. Uh, they're an amazing band. I'd like, love to see them for real. They they say that Glasgow is their favorite. Like you know how they always say, "Oh, this is my favorite." Looks down at the hat, Glasgow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the. Your for Glory Love Glasgow mm. is the proper their favourite venue. Oh, God, yeah. Whenever they're in the UK, them. and they particularly like uh, Barrowlands, especially. Barrowlands so. one. Seeing Slipknot there was amazing. Yeah. It was a secret show they were doing before download ran about the third album. Okay. But so Slipknot, when they could have sold out an arena, doing the Barrowlands, Christ, that was amazing. Yeah. I like that intimate type feel. Instead. It was intimate. I made friends in the cube by having a Sega Game Gear. It was, you know, <laughs> well, I was going myself. Well, but yeah, I just started playing Sonic 2 and you got people going, is that a Game Gear? I'm like, God damn, right, it's a Game Gear. Suddenly, instant pals. There you great. go. There you go. That's a hint for you. <laughs> Bring a Game Gear to a gig, you'll make pals. I love it. Get on eBay for that. <laughs> What's your biggest inspiration? Oh, God. Biggest inspiration? Yeah. In some ways, it's you know the wonderful Jayla Dark it's my wife she's yeah. been endlessly patient with my bullshit um, <laughs> people sometimes ask me and I think maybe it's a gender thing they kind of go oh is it weird that you know so experienced and so much better than you I'm like it's awesome imagine having someone to bounce terrible ideas off that is legally required to be somewhat patient with my bullshit <laughs> it's like she's been you know Mikey Whiplash is a trailer Damien O'Connor before you know when he was taking the school gave me an amazing set of fundamentals yeah Mickey Whiplash has been very supportive of this character, almost too supportive as if he's finding it far too funny. Oh, no, he but, loves it. But he's been really supportive of that. Yeah. He's been a big influence. It's a weird one. Like I said, everyone asks, what's your favourite wrestler? And they all want to say someone from Japan. Or like, I was into Daniel Bryan when he was on the Indies. I was I was trading ECW tapes when I was four. Or like, you know. Yeah. But, you know, my biggest inspirations were the ones I mentioned. Steve Blackman was a huge inspiration for me because mm-hmm. he came out and he battered people because he was a badass. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the bridge flaming entrance was a big influence on me going, that's cool, how do I be that cool, you know? That kind of thing, like, you know, Takamichi Noku doing all the kind of martial arts stuff. Uh, like, Tajiri as well, doing all the kind of cool stuff that he does. All those little things that I kind of saw bits of myself in as, like, a 15 or 16-year-old are probably my biggest influences. In yeah. It. But, like, someone saying, try a fake accent. That unlocked something, and having that fake accent made it easier to make the rest of the character bigger. Mm-hmm. So to speak, uh, Jimmy Havoc did a really good seminar where it was based on character stuff. And he would say things like, you know, do this, but as a cowboy, like really broad strokes, like cowboy, policeman, astronaut. Yeah. And I did it as Elmo. As you do. I'd love to <laughs> wrestle as Elmo. That'd be great. Put on the first suit. Like, <laughs> ah, you're going down. <laughs> you know, as much as my voice will do the high pitch. Like, <laughs> That's actually you know. scary how good that was. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so the evil Mickey Mouse thing going on. But doing that and just having that freedom, just going, I'm a wrestle as Elmo, I'm going to wrestle as a cowboy, yeah. mentally unlocked 
something which was an inspiration into what I do okay. now. So it's weird to like pick one biggest one. It was lots of little different things that come in, and it still happens. I'll see something that makes me think in a different way, and that just opens a new, I guess, neural pathway, so to speak. Yeah. You know, that makes you think. I never thought about it this way. I can go. Mm-hmm. Even just someone wording something slightly different can open up an entirely new train of thought that no one's ever had. That's usually the biggest influence, just some little thing. Like that line we talked about earlier, I'm white and I'm ginger. That was a throwaway line, but it got that reaction. It yeah. made me think, okay. The same time I've tried some big comedy things that didn't quite work. But then if I just if someone puts my wrist up, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, man, what, I didn't do nothing. You know, <laughs> something small. Yeah. Would get a bigger reaction. It made me think, right, don't do the big, just let your character speak for itself. Yeah. And again, everything's a testing of the waters. I, you know, I'm still like a wrestle fetus. You know, like I don't, I don't know nothing really. But just trying things out and going, that didn't work. Maybe that'll work. And just yeah. these little things all become an inspiration and a kind of iterative process in what I end up doing. Mm-hmm. All the stupid things I end up doing. Thank <laughs> you. Well, I'm, I'm gonna apologize for this next okay. one. It is. What is your favorite wrestler? What is my favourite? It's difficult to pick a favourite. It's like, if you ask me my favourite band, it'll change every week. Same with my favourite wrestler. Some, if I'm watching old stuff, it's like Matt and Jeff Hardy, especially Jeff Hardy. The same time, Steve, probably Steve Blackman. Yeah. My answer to everything could just be Steve Blackman. Please come back, Steve Blackman. He was a bit, because I was, you know, I was like a junior black belt. What he did really resonated with me, like going, Seen the guy come out as a legit mar- and he's a legit martial artist, he's a mm-hmm. badass. And seeing him do things that I can recognise, like, I, I can do that kick, I can do that. So in many ways, growing up, Steve Blackman was my favourite. Yeah. And then he started hitting people with bins. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. At the same time, I could say, if you take uh, WrestleMania 25, or is it, no, it's 24, the Ric Flair retirement match with Shawn yeah. Michaels, for that night, those two were my favourite wrestler because yeah. that match, it's 24, that match was beyond amazing. So mm-hmm. for that night, those were my favourite wrestlers. Some nights, you know, on a showcase, somebody will say something really funny. That night, they're my favourite wrestler. The Fierce Females. That, you know, the venue I really want to wrestle in is The Shed, because the Fierce Female shows are off the chain. Oh, yeah. If you're not going to those, go to those. Absolutely. Some of the wrestling, all the things you talk about, those girls are killing it. Just, mm-hmm. it's not even me. Well, I think it's like, just, if I paid my money as a fan and didn't know nothing, I would say they're killing it. I'm a regular, so that they're is so one of good. my regulars. So, But, um, like, the bins match that happened between uh, Jokey and Debbie Keitel, that night they were my favourite wrestler because that match was hilarious but amazing at the mm. same time a lot of the time if you look at the Fierce Rumors show before uh, Jayla Dark Addy Star yeah. that night they were my favourite wrestlers because that match was not just because Jayla Dark is my wife mm-hmm. but just objectively I was I was, I was filming it mm-hmm. I'm watching going how do I do that I want to wrestle like that mm-hmm. that match was off the chain Yeah. so it changes so Steve Blackman let's just say Steve Blackman Steve Blackman <laughs> Steve Blackman and my wife there we go <laughs> who would be your dream opponent apart from Shug <laughs> well you've ticked that off I've ticked that off but mm. I'll happily take that box again um, I'd love to wrestle Steve Blackman obviously yeah I'm uh, god I'm looking forward to wrestling Manlin I was a lot of a lot of whoever I can have fun with I have a lot of fun with Scott McManus when I'm wrestling him yeah we just, you know, we get along. I mean, we don't get along, grrr, but you know, when we wrestle, it's always a lot of fun. Again, I'd love to wrestle Steve Blackman because just of the people I admired growing up, it's going to be the same answer and over again. I'd love to wrestle Jeff Hardy. I'd love to wrestle, love to wrestle actually, uh, Alistair Black because again, his kicks look amazing. Yeah. Like brittle and, you know, he's got such. Yeah, it's like kickboxer background. He and- does, and he's got such a mind for it. You know, everything he does looks amazing. Everything he does moving around, the way he carries himself, like an absolute killer that would be so much fun yeah but I want to wrestle Street Profits as well because that's so much fun in a different way my man my boys I love the Street Profits everything they do is so entertaining yeah it's so good like I'd love to wrestle them as well Mm -hmm. well well, absolutely it's a big list (laughs) it's a really good list of that and Steve Blackman's right at the top obviously yeah please come back (laughs) please come back (laughs) hashtag please come back Steve Blackman Um, what's your favourite tattoo most of my wife's yeah. I, don't, I don't have any but my wife has some amazing work done I think it's the most recent done it's at the Comedian Studios right like you no know, there was one that she got done before her wedding it's a kind of kind of inner forearm tattoo which is really nice she's got a really good Darth Vader tattoo which if you turn up to Fierce Female shows you'll get to see so buy a ticket for Fierce Females and watch some good wrestling and see some good tattoos but there you go no I love my wife's uh, Darth Vader tattoo it's a kind of Mexican Day of the Dead style thing with Darth Vader's face and Honour Thy Father 
which obviously is funny. And the two of us are huge Star Wars nerds. Like we love st- video you games. You can't and Star actually Wars. see it in like our gear. That uh, you yeah, wear, so you can see that in the flip. Oh yeah, but we both. So obviously that's quite cool as well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, we went to Disneyland on our honeymoon and spent most of it going on Space Mountain and Star Tours. I had to try and fit a lightsaber into our bag to get it home. It fit diagonally, but it bent, so for a while it had a weird phallic kind of kink to it until we straightened it out. Oh, okay. We had to get, we had to get Yoda's one because it was the smallest, you know, yeah. to fit it in. Like, we're, well, video games and Star Wars are things I will go on and for, um, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Dark. She's not Mrs. Walker, let's be honest, I'm Mr. Dark. <laughs> like, those are things we'll go on, so. Could be Mr. Dark Walker. Hey, like what, going to kind of blade kind of area? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to wrestle blade. That's one. <laughs> I want to wrestle Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Is that another? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until he stabbed me with a sword and I died. <laughs> okay, and finally, Kaiwell. He was King or King Killer. You can't make me choose. <laughs> We're down. Kaiwell stands for unity, <laughs> unity and loyalty. That's what KOA stands for. We can't choose. We are one. We are a unit. Three on three with your famous KOA. That's how it goes. Can't choose. No, they're both, like I said earlier, they're both brilliant, athletic, creative people. Like, yeah. They're both amazing to work with. I can't choose between them. Yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> like, you can't ask me to do that. It's like asking Sega or Nintendo. I'll just have a panic attack and cry. <laughs> I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Sean Walker, thank you so much for Anytime. joining me today. Just to make sure that you follow Sean mm-hmm. on Facebook, he if you just search Sean Walker Wrestler, yeah. he's also on Twitter at I Killed Your Hero. I'm on Twitter far too much, it's true. Uh, <laughs> if you come at me, I will respond, so please do. Uh, <laughs> anything else coming out that you want to maybe mention? Is there anything? Just the big thing, Battle for the Streets. Battle for the me streets. and Manlon. That's the thing that's coming up, it's the thing I'm looking forward to. Get your tickets. Get to the source. Right. If you've not been to a showcase, you see some amazing. Like we had Jordan Devlin at the tournament, for example. Absolutely. The tournament. You know, Mike Bird was at the tournament. We had so much good stuff. You know, the Hunter and Brothers. Sugar Duncanson. And Shug. Come on there, right now. That was like my favourite match so far has been with Shug, and that was at a showcase. That was at our tournament. So if you think you're going to miss out by coming to a showcase, you are not going to miss out. I can't emphasise that. And again, Battle for the Streets is happening at the showcase. If you want to see some no DQ action from me and Manlin, that's where you're going to see it. Bye. God damn ticket you're going to get the evil side of my pimp hand there you go search for Source Wrestling School on Facebook Twitter mm-hmm. and also on Instagram I believe now on Instagram I believe, yeah. yeah so killing it on that one get yourself to a show come and see Sean Walker see the absolute delight that is Sean Walker please come and see Sean Walker for now Sean thank you very much for joining me thank I've been looking forward to this for so long it's been awesome I'm I'm glad we finally got you finally (laughs) finally we did it (laughs) you gonna keep the hood on lockdown I'm gonna come and check in periodically you gotta go on holiday I'm gonna hold it down for you we gotta hold it down baby we gotta we gotta spreadsheet Uh, we can you know check dates (laughs) (laughs) hold it in the hood it's a big amount of admin it's a lot of admin it's a tough job that's that's the real respect for gangsters everyone's like oh I got shot nine times yeah well I got a google strive spreadsheet it takes a lot of work to keep this ring going you know admin is gangster baby (laughs) Sean thank you very much anytime thank you for having me that was good pow no one saw the handshake we just did man you missed out listen I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now